0: The whole I genuinely
1: did <laughs> I was going back I was, I was going to the pub
2: <laughs> I guess the best advice I'd ever received is the one I would give myself um, to anybody asking the same question and that is to ask questions not to be afraid to ask questions not to assume you're always right and not to um, be afraid to question so that you don't automatically assume somebody else is right
0: welcome to on point bearing points project manager podcast in this podcast we will pick the brains of experienced project managers to learn from their journeys and be entertained by their stories bearing point delivers projects in many different sectors such as banking and insurance life sciences telcos manufacturing and public service to name a few so the range of projects is very broad I'm very interested to hear what are the key lessons to be learned from their experience in delivering projects on time, within budget and with quality. I'd love to get your feedback and suggestions as well. So please reach out on our social media channels. We'll leave the info in the show notes, or if you want to find out more, check out our website, www.bearingpoint.com. In this podcast, we'll be looking at managing successful projects. On today's podcast are Anna Byrne and Paul Allen. Paul is a director in Bearing Point and has nearly 25 years experience delivering excellence. So, Paul, would you like to give a quick introduction to yourself and your experience and maybe something outside of work that drives your passion?
1: Sure. Thanks, Ciarán. Um, Yes, I'm a director in uh, Bearing Point. I've been with the company for coming up just 25 years now, so that's been quite a long time. But it's been a very varied career from my perspective, so uh, really I've worked in uh, both project management in our people and strategy side of things, uh, business consulting generally as well. So, uh, for me, you know, it's every couple of months. It really is like getting a a new job as you're working with new clients, new teams, and it's been you know hugely rewarding and hugely varied. And really feel that you know every day you're you are learning something on the job. Um, so that's been really really interesting. Outside of work, I guess, yeah. Um, I have uh, three boys um, I have a family. They keep me busy uh, to a large degree, although they're all into adulthood at this stage. They have all just moved back in home. So we've got a full house again, which is, is great. So really spending time with family and um, spending time with friends really, really enjoy that. And it really does sort of give a, a break as well to the the the, the work uh, involved and actually just gives you that sort of separation between uh, work and, and life, I guess.
0: Thanks very much. And also with us is Anna Byrne. Anna is a project manager's lead in Bearing Point and has more than 20 years experience of project management delivery. So Anna, would you like to give us a quick introduction of your experience and maybe something outside of work that drives your passion?
1: Yep.
2: Hi, Ciarán. Nice to be here today. Um, Yeah, as you say, I'm a, a lead the project management group within Bearing Point. I must admit, there's very little leading needed. They're all seasoned professionals. So, as well as leading the project management team, I am a project manager myself, obviously, and I have my own project to deliver um, on behalf of Bearing Point into our, our major client that we have. Um, I also love the consulting side of my role within Bearing Point, where we get to do some client side work and help them to form their own project management office and give them some guidance and advice on how that should be done. So, from that point of view, it's a very varied role, which I really love. Uh, prior to that my experience is really um, still in project management but across ICT, um, private sector companies mainly and some pharmaceutical experience as well and then outside of work uh, similar to Paul kids that are growing up uh, and need me less and less so more free time for myself. Um, I try to keep fit by walking and believe it or not doing some spinning which I'm not very good at and um, and I read a lot and I love the Irish writers and then of course family kids, friends all keep my social life busy and my, my day is busy. But yeah, that's it.
0: Great. Thanks very much. So as I said at the start, uh, this podcast will be looking at managing a successful project. So to kick it off, the first question I have is, how would you describe a successful project?
1: I guess in a, in a sentence, a successful project is that you get the outcome that you want. Um, I suppose in our case as a consulting organisation that the client is happy. Um, and that's been a win for both bearing point and for the team as well. And typically that means the team have have learned something along the way. Um, and it's really been a win win for for all parties. So that that for me is a successful uh, project. Nonetheless, I suppose in my experience, and um, you know, that success is typically hard won um in terms of there's very few projects that go extremely smoothly. Um, so it really does come down to the really hard work for all, all of all people, um, and that's both Bearing Point, our teams, um, our management, and also the client, and maybe any other stakeholders that are involved. Uh, projects they're complex endeavors, typically, um, especially I suppose the type of projects we get involved with, which normally involve, you know, delivering software solutions, uh, transforming businesses, uh, and you know, nearly always a combination of those things. Um, And that means that you've not only got the sort of hard technical work to do, um, but you've also got to ensure that you get buy in from people uh, the people involved uh, the people that are being impacted by maybe a new solution or the people that, you know, need to um, work in different ways, I suppose, at the far end. Because I suppose, you know, that's the kind of journey of any organization that they need to reinvent themselves every now and then. Stay with the market, keep competitive, keep cost effective. Um, and, you know, continue to, to deliver the, the day-to-day stuff as well. And actually, that's a kind of a key thing from a, a client perspective. The users involved, I suppose, in the project, um, a lot of them have day jobs as well as actually uh, being involved in a project. And a project for them may not, um, you know, be the... They may not understand what's involved, what inputs they need to give, etc. So, I suppose, being a project manager and making sure the project success- is successful... You really have to do a lot of work in terms of, you know, that sort of planning element of it, understanding the impacts on people, but also then understanding what inputs they need and making sure you have the right people involved. And I suppose, you know, constantly communicating with the team and to ensure that they understand what sort of ahead of them and what they need to do, because the last thing you need to do is you know, spring a surprise on any member of the team. I suppose, in terms of what we thought you were going to do this, um, and clearly they weren't teed up. So that's a, that's a really important bit
2: from um, Well, I guess um, I won't repeat everything that Paul's, Paul has just said there. I, I agree with it all, of course. But, you know, the textbook will say that a successful project is, you know, delivered on time within budget and at the quality standard needed. And of course, that's correct. But I would say that there's much more to it than that. And that really a successful project is one where you've managed to build on and develop relationships with your clients that might lead to further Further business, um, that you've had, you know, some fun with your team along the way. That there's a trust that's been developed both with your own team and with the client, and that really holistically, you know, everybody's coming out of things on the other end in a better way. That they've delivered something that they can be proud of, and that they've achieved what they set out to achieve. So it doesn't always mean that you've met every single criteria along the way, but that you know, in essence, you have actually delivered what the client wants. They get to realize the benefit of that, and everybody has developed, you know, along the way
0: great yeah very much so so my next question i'm not it, it's too easy of a question i was going to ask you have you ever managed a project where everything went to plan but i know both of you have probably several times so let me rearrange uh, let uh, me uh, rearrange <laughs> <laughs> that question no please ask the question because that's
1: that's actually not the case uh, there are n- i've never been involved in a project that has absolutely always gone to plan as i said uh, projects they're complex endeavors and um, and also no two projects are ever the same even if you're doing you know on the, on, the on, on paper from a scope perspective even if you're doing exactly the same thing there you're always going to encounter different challenges in a in a different environment be it with the client the industry uh, there may be regulations and things that, that cause change and um, there could be a myriad of, of, of things you might be dependent on third parties you're dependent on your own team obviously to deliver but I would say you know, no project has ever, ever gone to the plan that you set out at the outset of of the project. And that's really where the the project manager skill, I would suggest in particular, but also the whole team as well. The ability to, I suppose, you know, be proactive around understanding what potentially could change or go wrong. And also then the flexibility in terms of adapting to issues that that can hit you. And it, it really is. And that's why, you know, for me, a project manager's day is, you know, being almost dogged about understanding those things on an every single day basis. And, um, you know, if you're fi- if you're if you're if you're finding that there's some sort of black hole or something that you actually have the tenacity to go in and figure out what's happening in there, because, you know, the sooner you can identify problem areas, the better it is in terms of getting them resolved and fixed and the more time you have, obviously. Um, but it is also around, you know, building up your team and trusting your team and relying on their expertise to get things done as well. And um, they're going to have to, you know, manage people, the client as well from from their perspective, say it's a technical team or whatever. They're going to be technical challenges that need to be overcome all the time. And uh, if it's you're looking at sort of the change management side, you're dealing with, you know, um, getting people's buy in um, and actually bringing them on a journey. So all of that, it's never the same between projects. And of course, I would say every single day you're going to have if you're if you're not actually actively and proactively looking at things and um, things can very, very easily go off the rails and, you know, your plan will end up being very, very different to where you, you, you need it to be. So it is around that kind of dogged uh, tenacity, I think. And, you know, building trust with your client as well.
2: Well, I guess you know, I'm inclined to agree. Um, Life is messy and projects, you know, are part of life. Um, You have a great plan. It looks great at the end of the day, but you need people to deliver it and people you know life happens so you always have to be ready to to jump in when something goes off plan but really monitoring monitoring your plan to make sure that you're staying on track and then as soon as it starts to shift or it looks like it might might shift then um, that's when you leap into action but you should also have some contingency built into the plan so that you are not um, too tight Um, and I would also say that having you know that open honest frank relationship with your client allows you to you know let them know when things are not going so well. You know, celebrate the good times when they happen, but also when things aren't going so well, you should be able to be honest and open about it and work with your client to help find the best way to get back on track. Sometimes it goes off track because your client has, you know, maybe not delivered on their side on time. So you need to have that working relationship that together, regardless of the source of the issue, you can bring it back on track.
0: Very good. So I do understand risk registers are, you know, a huge part of, of helping identify it. But do either of you have any examples of a project where an issue just came out, totally out of the blue, wasn't foreseen or one of these issues that you couldn't see? Um, how did it affect the project team and the, how did you deal with it? What steps did you take?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I suppose really there's a hundred different things in any single project that can do that. And especially if if left unidentified or unchecked. Um, you know, we do a lot of public sector work, so obviously there are things like um, either funding or legislative changes or regulation changes that can actually uh, impact. There may be things that, um, you know, maybe not quite come out of the blue at times, but but certainly the impact is maybe more fully understood as you get into the scope of a project and start to to to, to deliver it, and maybe sometimes it's. It's 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 while you're delivering or even after you deliver that you understand there's a there's a challenge there that could be quite uh, I suppose impactful to to any single project. Uh, for me, it is around you know being proactive around thinking about these things, taking the broader look. As I mentioned, you know a lot of our projects involve uh, a solution or a technology change is aligned then to, um you know a business change and that can involve many external stakeholders as well. It is I suppose around and that's really where the, the project management bit comes in at the start and also working with the client you know understanding stakeholders wants and needs because you know if you do not consult with them uh, you're going to find that they may have a requirement or they know something that this project needs to deliver that you know isn't apparent up front.
0: I was just thinking that as you're answering that obviously it's very important to know who all your stakeholders are because it is. you may have somebody in the wings that you haven't considered yeah. and they come in with some requirements and and change, and and also the uh, point you mm. were making um, earlier was about communication, um, and how important to be a good communicator to, you know, discuss the options around this issue and how are we go, how's it going to be resolved and, and what the impacts will be.
1: Yeah, and those things go absolutely hand in hand because there's no point identifying your stakeholders and then not talking yeah. to them, <laughs> uh, or there's no point in being a great communicator but ignoring those people. So, um, it it is around you know that kind of alignment, um, understanding the requirements you know, eliciting the requirements and the scope of the project, really, really important, making sure that's well, well publicised so that, you know, all interested parties can look at this, probe at it and and just ensure. And I suppose that's the way of avoiding, I suppose. Your question, though, was, you know, what happens when impacts do? And and I've seen many things like maybe a third party has failed to deliver. Um, Maybe you missed out some scope. Maybe it was just completely missed. I think the ability there, and, you know, we mentioned it before, was firstly, if you've got the trust of the client, I think that goes a long way to helping you solve any problem. Um, and I think that kind of transparency and openness and knowing that you can go to a client and say we have a problem here and can we jointly because typically clients will need to be part of a solution for some for so, something major like that uh, something that could actually impact on the cost or the time uh, or the scope. Um, and I think having that ability to actually early on as as you, as you can go in and solutionize then because you know, Client, if if it's the time thing, the client may well just say, "Well, actually, we've built some contingency in here already from our perspective. When we need this, and hopefully, as Anna said, as a as a good project manager, you've also built in some contingency. Uh, Or it may be that they can do without something less important. We talked there uh, previously around." you know, having an agile way of doing things so that you're getting the most important things. What that enables you to do is the ability to react to change, whether it be expected or not, or not expected. And you can actually bring things in and you deliver the important things first, leaving the less important things um, outside. And that that can really, really help in terms of giving you that capacity, I suppose, to deal with things.
2: You've stolen my point there, Paul. Now I was just about to mention the beauty of agile, you know, when it comes to actually dealing with these unforeseen events because you're you're working in small, iterative cycles, it allows you to flex, you know, and shift your focus to where you can make progress while you figure out a problem in, in another area. So that is the beauty of Agile is that you can actually dance around these things a little more um, efficiently than maybe in a waterfall project, which could bring things to a standstill if you actually haven't got the solution for that problem straight away. So that's where I would say Agile is, brings real benefit.
0: Great, great. And I suppose just to get away from project management for a minute and to give our listeners a bit more of an insight into who's behind the podcast and the two of you, a couple of quick fire questions for you. Uh, and I'll start with you, Anna. What's your favourite movie? The Piano. The Piano.
2: Mhm. That's an old one on you probably, on you you've probably never watched it, um, but it is. Uh, my favourite movie is called The Piano.
1: Very good. And Paul? Recently, I went to see Oppenheimer and I must say I was bowled away by it. Uh, First, as a long, long movie, you'd expect to be sort of, uh, you know, tailing off towards the end. But right to the last minute, it was uh, it was really, really good. Really enjoyed the performances there. But um, I love I love all types of movies. I, I don't have any particular genre or anything like that. Um, I love going to the cinema. I think you really do get the best experience. And you and get to there. completely
2: switch
1: off. Yes, and popcorn and uh, coke or whatever as well. So that's all, always good.
0: Very good. And one more question before I finish. And it's sort of a, a back a career type one. Um, what's the best advice you've ever received?
2: I guess the best advice I'd ever received is the one I would give myself um, to anybody asking the same question, and that is to ask questions, not to be afraid to ask questions, not to assume you're always right and not to um, be afraid to question so that you don't automatically assume somebody else is right. I'm probably talking in circles here, but it's question, question, question and learn, learn, learn and build up your skills and your knowledge that way. That would be my my piece of advice.
1: Yeah, that's an important bit of advice. And especially, I think, at the outset of a project, if you're not actually, you know, really getting to understand, you've got a you've got an opportunity always at the start of a project to to ask what people might call the stupid questions, although there is no such thing as a stupid Mm -hmm. question. Um, And I would say that to all of my team, you know, ask the questions. And now is your opportunity. Really get to understand if you don't understand anything, you've got the support. We're one team here. Nobody's going to know everything. And normally, at the outset of a project, there's a lot of things you need to learn. Um, I think as a project manager, having the having the sort of artifacts available that you can start to collect information that's a huge thing. Whether, as we mentioned, there stakeholder and stakeholder analysis, uh, the requirements themselves, at the high level scope, what are the benefits that people are trying to achieve? What's the sort of business case behind it? There's so much information you really do need at the very, very outset of a project. It is going to be around asking lots and lots of questions.
2: And I would say one other thing, and that would be to trust your team. You know, you don't know everything as the PM and you rely on the people who come on your project as SMEs in their own right and in their own areas to know their stuff. So trust them, support them, learn from them. And really, you know, your team at the end of the day are the ones who deliver to the client.
0: Great. Any final piece of advice before we wrap up,
1: Paul? Um, for me I suppose you know I think project management is a hugely rewarding career well, outside,
0: outside of project management as a, somebody starting their career or or even just uh, finishing school not sure what they want to do
2: oh your instinct trust your instinct if somebody doesn't know what they want to do go with what they enjoy doing
1: yeah I think that's a really great bit of advice I mean if you if you are doing what you love to do um, then it's going to make you know your career your work life really really easy to do and um, and, you know, that goes for for any job, for anything. Follow what you, 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 you love, follow your passion. And uh, as they say, follow your passion. You'll never work a day in your life, <laughs> I'm not sure about that.
0: Great stuff. OK, well, um, thanks very much. We're just about out of time now. So I'd just like to thank our guests, Anna and Paul, um, and also you, our listener. Um, our next episode will be really soon and we'll focus on more aspects of project management. In the meantime, if you want to learn more about Bearing Points capabilities in this area, check out our website, www.bearingpoint.com. And remember that we'd love to get your feedback. So if you'd like any topic in particular to be discussed, you can reach us on email, on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Insta using the BearingPoint underscore IE handle. Um, And all those links will be in the notes accompanying this podcast. Finally, thanks to the podcast studio here in D2 for all their help in recording this series. You've been listening to On Point. Bearing Points Project Manager podcast.